Welcome to the Anonymous Andrew Podcast. Life and the choices we make. The choices other people make. Why we choose to ignore the red flags. Red flags like gaslighting, cheating, addiction, mental illness, and much more. What role do they play in relationships? Follow me each week as we discuss these topics with anonymous guests and experts to hopefully become better humans, resulting in better choices. Like I say, been there, still doing that. Now on to the show. Uh, Anonymous Andrew, welcome to another episode, Life and the Choices We Make. So, today I have a very special guest that I came across, and in doing the work that we need to do post-relationship or post-breakup or any time in our life where we know that it's not working, what we were doing wasn't working. You know, there were many, many relationships that I was in that I thought that I was a great boyfriend or, dare I say, husband maybe once. Uh, That was a long time ago. But up, up until the last 10, 15 years, there were relationships where I thought that I was Mr. Nice Guy, generous, charming, loving, giving, loyal, And it turns out that in these past eight or nine months that I have been single since the last breakup, there is a lot that I'm finding out about myself, a lot. And in talking to these guests that I'm having on, each and every one of them are opening up new doors and mindsets for me. Today we have Lisa Shield, and Lisa Shield is a love coach and a heart opening expert. What really caught my attention, especially during the interview, was her explanation of the trust that she has with her current husband. Well, husband of 20 years plus. Anyway, very I I was really very moved by this interview and it really gave me some more insight into what I thought I was doing right and all along I was doing wrong. Anyway, this will all be explained in this episode. Coming up, my interview with Lisa Shield. I will talk to you on the other end. Enjoy. Hello, everybody. Anonymous Andrew back with you with another episode. And today I have Lisa Shield with me. Lisa Shield is a love coach and she specializes in helping women. And uh, Lisa, first of all, welcome to my show. Thank you, Andrew. Thanks for having me. And you help women find the guardian of their soul. Explain that to me or, or rephrase that. I don't think I said it right. No, the guardian of your soul is exactly right. So yeah, you know, 
My husband and I have been together now for a little over 20 years. And wow. very good. Um, this is a very unique kind of relationship. It's not soulmates, it's not the love, you know, it's really um we are true partners and we want what's best for one another. We really nurture each other's soul journey on this planet. We know, you know, we look at what's not just best for ourselves, but what's best for the relationship and for um, the other person. So just to give you an example, there have been times in my career where I've needed to go away for, you know, months at a time to work on a book or a, you know, a course or create something. And my husband has encouraged me and supported me in doing those things. And I've done the same for him. He's a world-renowned body worker and uh, he teaches, he goes to Europe for, you know, maybe six or eight weeks. And, you know, I, we create the space for each other to be able to do that without jealousy or love or control or, you know, and so we're able to uh, come and go in the relationship like that, but always, you know, we're doing, creating those spaces for one another and supporting each other. So it's a beautiful journey. And we teach our clients how to create these relationships. Um, I'm, I'm speechless because that's amazing. Um, and and as you were saying that, I was, of course, having some flashbacks in my past relationships <laughs> where if if I could just think of one example where an ex-girlfriend went to Florida for a week and it drove me nuts. I, you know, but that's where the trust, you know, I, I, I trusted her, but then I didn't. And, and then of course, uh, but I, anyway, I don't, let's not go down that road, but to, to allow your partner to, I'm, that's not the right word to allow when your partner goes on a business trip or, or an educational trip or something, and you're comfortable with that, that, that is, uh, I'm jealous <laughs> that you could do that. Yeah. Well, I, when I met Benjamin and it wasn't Andrew, something that I had a script for, you know, because nobody teaches us this, nobody no. teaches us how to do what Benjamin and I are doing with each other. And I looked at him and nobody, I heard these words coming out of my mouth and they were so from my heart, but it was like not something that I, somebody had told me to say, or I had read in a book. And I looked at him and I said, you know, I want your world to be bigger because I'm in it, not smaller. And I see uh, couples out of jealousy and control and insecurity, trying to make each other's world smaller so that they can feel safe with one another. Yeah. And I thought, you know, why, why would I pick a partner that I don't trust? And if I don't trust him or something happened, then I would walk away. I wouldn't stay ever again in a relationship like I did with my former husband. I stayed for 13 years and he was a pathological liar. Uh -huh. You know, I was also dysfunctional or I would have never stayed. I had my own insecurities and that's why we stayed for all those years but andrew i 
today, you know, I decided that I was going to date. I was going to grow up. I was going to learn how to interact with men in a very mature adult way as a conscious woman, as an emotionally intelligent woman, not as a little girl. And, you know, we have the most passionate, playful, uh, like he's my best friend. I love this man. He's my greatest teacher in the world. And I've met some so-called great teachers. You know, they don't have anything on my husband, but I worked hard to get to where I was when I met him. And I went on almost a hundred first dates with a hundred different men, you know, before I found a man like him. Out of a hundred dates, what, this is a little bit off the beaten path. What show, what, 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 what did he exhibit that you, did you know right away or did it take I knew immediately. So I was extremely grounded. I wasn't rushing into anything. I think the biggest mistake we make is there's so much mythology about relationships and moonbeams and skyrockets and chemistry and all. And I said, look, you know, that doesn't work. Nobody knows me after, you know, a couple of hours or even a, you know, a few, you know, even a couple of months. I mean, I don't even want somebody presuming to know me. People are complex and we're deep and we have highs and lows. And, you know, it takes time for two people to really know each other. And so I let go of all these, you know, Disney fairy tale kind of, you know, Hollywood romance ideas of how relationships are formed. And I understood that an intelligent person would slow down. They would take their time. They wouldn't rush in. They would, you know, even if they felt certain things, they would give themselves time to check and make sure that what they were seeing and feeling was accurate. And yeah. so I stopped projecting and I stopped rushing in. So when I met Benjamin, I looked into his eyes and I thought, oh my God, this is the kindest person I've ever met. And he is, but I also said, and I don't know him yet. That I had a conversation with somebody a couple of nights ago about that. When we meet somebody, whether it's on a dating app or organically, and we do go down, we let's say we go to a barista for coffee or take a walk on the boardwalk. However, they are perfect strangers uh, they, you literally know nothing even though you may have chatted with them on a text or a phone call for two or three weeks before you met i i'm agreeing with you that they're, they're strangers and even two three four five weeks and you've gone on six dates they're still strangers you don't know and, and i had this and that conversation followed up with another one that and maybe you can help me with this even even after let's say two months, we're as a I'm a trusting person, so I believe that when you let's say you tell me about your childhood and tell me about your life, I'm taking verbatim that what you're telling me is the truth, and that's how I get to know you. Where I'm going with this was that the last relationship, I think I was fed a lot of misconceptions and lies to to 
make me feel sorry for her and uh, draw me in. Remember I told you before the conversation that the Superman complex, she must have sensed that in me and said, I want this man to, to treat me with uh, love and empathy. And, and so I was fed a lot of misinformation about her upbringing. And of course I fell for it. So you don't know what they're telling you on a date is the truth. And, but I'm help me out here. Do, do you know where I'm going with this? <laughs> she's, she's smiling. Well, first of all, I've, you know, I coached a lot of men. So right now I have a course that works primarily with women. Well, only with women. When I created this pro the program that I now do, uh, it's a 12 week course, Andrew, and we teach women how to find true love. But when I coached, you know, I've been doing this for 20 plus years. And when I started, I've coached men and women and couples and all. And I've met men who are love addicts and who have love addiction and all, and who come out of backgrounds where they have gone through very similar things. Like you were telling me your story before we started to record and you're not the first man I've no. heard, you know, have a story like that. Mm -hmm. And um, we're all so susceptible, you know, and people do come in and they tell us the things we want to hear and we're enamored by their beauty or they're very seductive and all. But I guess, you know, through a lot, doing a lot of very deep and, you know, intense work on myself, um, I'm just such a realist. Like, I don't believe you know, I've lived a fairy tale for the last 20 years, but I don't believe in fairy tales. I made it happen. I did the work, you know, and I don't like, I, I was, you know, recently I've been thinking about a lot of women, you know, have this idea. They'll always say, well, I deserve a guy who's, you know, blah, 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 blah. And he's rich and he's attractive and he's, got his life together and I deserve to be with a man who's my equal and a CEO and whatever. Well, no, you don't. Like if you, you know, no, you don't deserve that. You, you know, as with everything in life, we earn the mm -hmm. things we do the work to get, to get the things that we want in life. And it's not that those women can't have it, but no, they don't deserve it just because you know, you're a realtor for 30 years and you've got a lot of money in the bank and a pretty house and whatever, that doesn't mean that you deserve no. a certain kind of man. You have to learn how to be, how to attract a man like that. And you have, you don't just get a relationship like I have with my husband because you deserve it. I have never had to look at so many painful things about myself in my life to be able to have the relationship I have. I had to look at my weight, my behavior, how I spoke to men, how I treated men, how I interacted with them. You know, I had to work on my physicality, the way I look. I mean, you know, I had to become more physically attractive to be able to have, you know, and I'm not a beauty queen, but 
I, I make myself look at least as a track, you know, I do work on myself to look good. I'm 61 years old. Are you, you know. kidding me? No. no. All right. <laughs> to the audience, I, I wouldn't have put her day over 50, if, if that. So, wow. Well, that's really kind. And I'm proud to be the age I am, you know, and it's not like, I, you know, I do what I can do to look good and stay in good shape and all, but I, you know, I, I, I haven't had plastic surgery yet. Like <laughs> if I need to, you know, if I do, then I will, but I will do what it takes to, you know, to look good for my age, but I work at this. It's not something I just deserve. And, you yeah. know. Can I ask you a question? Because I, I struggle with this. I 100% agree with you. When I got sober, I started to work on the outside. I was obviously, so you, if you know about alcoholics and addicts, we don't take care of ourselves. So when I, in 2015, I was 250 pounds. Um, I was a mess. And, you know, and the blood the blood labs were all off the charts. And and now I'm a trim 165. And I I have this belief that, and I'm a, I, I eat healthy, I exercise. Um, I, I may not, I'm 63. So I, I got two years on you, but I expect my potential partner to do what you do to take care of themselves. Um, and I struggle with that because I, 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 if I go on some dating apps and I look at some of the women that are maybe even five years younger than me, they could, they, uh, this is going to sound horrible, but this is why I'm going to ask you for help. I look at some of the pictures and, and they look like they could be my Aunt Tilda, you know, like, <laughs> the, the, you know, I, I'm not judging, but I put the work in and, and I'm not saying that I'm, you know, uh, you know, uh, I'm thinking of a famous actor. I'm not Brad Pitt, but, um, but I, but I, but I'm trim and I take care of myself and I eat healthy. And I expect that of my, is, is that, is there anything wrong with that thought process? Well, I think that people do attract people who are more or less, you know, ultimately you wind up with somebody who's a pretty, you know, good equal match, but you know, you were enamored. Like the, one of the very first things that you said to me about this woman was, that she was so hot, you know, she was so beautiful. It was a Miss and, Universe pageant, uh, runner right. up. And yeah. you and you said that, you know, but you're not Mr. Universe. And I'm no. not Mrs. Universe, and I'm not looking for Miss, you know, Mr. Universe. I looked for a man who was an equal partner for me, who was a similar, you know, if if I'm a six or a seven. That's what I was looking for, a man who's a six or a seven. Yeah. You know, I'm not looking for a supermodel. I'm not looking for Brad Pitt. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not looking for a 10. Uh, but I think my last girlfriend was a 9.5. Uh, and I, I think that's why I was reluctant to let go of her, even though I knew what she was doing behind my back. I said, I will never find somebody as beautiful. And she was five, five or six years younger than me. But she looked forty, you know. It's, but that's that's shallow, vain thinking, not mature thinking. 
Um, and let me, I want to go back to something you said a few minutes ago and, and help me with this. You, you said something about addicted to love. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm an addict. I'm an I'm an alcoholic in recovery. So when I got into sobriety and I did stay single for the first year, they tell you not to get into relationships, but I replaced alcoholism with women, alcohol with women. So I was addicted to alcohol, put that down, and I picked up women or picked up love. So I swapped out my addictions, and now I'm going through withdrawals. I'm detoxing off of women right now, in like the literal sense. I have not been on a date in months and I have uh, uh, eight years, eight months single. And this is the time that I'm going to do. I guess what you did is so, is to heal and to reflect and, and work on my, do that work. So um, I can make a better choice. Um, I'm afraid that I'll choose poorly again. And so I need to stop and, and, fix what's broken not just on the outside but what's on the inside so can i make a suggestion please so what i do you know there are professionals in all fields and what i do as a coach as a love coach is very distinctive and here i'll give you my you know how i got here so um yeah. i was i'm not going to give you my whole story but one key piece of this was when i left my first husband i did a tremendous amount of work including i was in a 12 step program for food for uh 4 years and uh my father had been an alcoholic so i thought that was a great way for me to look at my relationship to food um, after I did all this personal growth work, I still wasn't having healthy relationships, right? I may have had a better and healthier relationship with myself, but not with the opposite sex. And it hit me, I was turning 40 and I said, Lisa, you know, you can keep doing more generic self-help. You can sit on a therapist sofa for more years or you can face this issue head on. You can hmm. walk through your fear. You can start to really look this thing in the eye. And what I realized was that this is, you know, all these other things are like hiring a plumber to fix the electricity, hmm. right? They don't teach you how to pick a great partner, how to communicate with the opposite sex, how to have boundaries with women, right? They don't help you get clear on what to look nope. for in a partner. They don't teach you how to, you know, how to meet in the middle. So it's a very, this is a whole very specific focus. And Andrew, when people come to me, they are gobsmacked, you know, they're just literally blown away when they do my course because it is so profoundly eye-opening profoundly for them because they realize they've been doing this thing or that thing or just spending hours a day obsessing and overthinking and trying to figure it out and then they come to me and I have this very clear 
step-by-step -step process. And they're absolutely blown away by how little they actually knew about this part of life. Yeah, well, you again hit a couple of points and and I, you're right, we're, we're not taught at all. If anything, and maybe you can help me navigate this, what as as children we model after our parents is that correct is is we see how they interacted and how you know so whether it could be a healthy family dynamic when you grow up but my parents were married for 45 plus years before they they moved to florida and then they both got sick and passed away but they would would they were together for half a century um and yet i so I, I would look at, and my dad taught me how to treat a woman. He was a, he, he was a gentleman. Uh, and so I, that's one thing I did learn from my dad is to be a gentleman to a woman. But I think that I might've taken that a little too far. I <laughs> might've been to my detriment. Um, so, but we don't, you're right. We don't learn that there's no books or manuals or when we go to high school there isn't courses on relationships they're, they're on thankfully today there are people like you there's many coaches which is just fairly new a fairly new field right within the last 20 years coaching right so i'm literally one of the very very first love coaches so 20 plus years ago when i said you know i went to coaching training life coaching training and when I entered into that program, I said, I'm going to help people internet date and find love online because that's what I did. And it was so new at the time and nobody was teaching people how to do this. So that's where my work evolved. But I was probably one of the very, very, very first people who started helping people do this. Okay um let's all right so let's take an example of somebody that might be like myself they are post breakup six months to a year and they've decided to take some time off to reflect and to work on themselves whether it's physically or internally and by the way the 12-step program does help tremendously but it helps us identify what like you said, your relationship with food, it helps me identify my relationship with alcohol, why I drank, why you ate either too much or too little. I don't know what it was. Um, too much. Too much. <laughs> yeah, well, like alcohol, it was too much, too much. But it doesn't help me understand how to get into a, a healthy relationship. And I... I think I've healed from this past relationship. And and I, I, I've said this to a few people that it's summertime now and I'm in New York and the beaches are open and, and I'm a beach person. I live right by the beach and I like to get out there, but I am terrified at making the same mistake over and over again, even though I know what I did wrong and I've identified the issues. I'm trying to formulate a question here and I'm not sure how to pose it i i do i start dating and just take it really slow and 
uh, I guess, get, enter the dating market again? Or, or should I, I guess, continue being single and, and, and I don't, I, I think the question is, I don't know when I'm going to be ready to get back out there. And yet I have well, this. Here's, here's the thing. I would work with somebody, Andrew, I would find a coach or somebody who you really trust, who's really good at this and is an expert and not just an expert, but who has a relationship, a long-term relationship that you admire. So that's what I would do is find a mentor and really trust that person and let them lead you because what the best people to guide you to where you want to go are the people who have done it. Mm, correct. Right. Yeah. That's what, that's what you do when you go into a 12 step program, you find a sponsor, mm -hmm. you know, who has what you want, who has the recovery, who's a role model for you. Correct. And it's the same with this, but love coaches, you know, people, authorities in this world, you really have to be careful because everybody thinks they're an authority and they're going to teach you. And you want to work with people who, and really take your time to pick a mentor or coach that you can work with and that you can trust to go through this process with you. And who has a success rate, mm. a track record of yeah. helping people, but don't do this alone. Why, why would you, you're, you know, you're not equipped to do it alone. You've proven no. that. Yeah, no, no. Can you no. learn how to do it right? Yes. If you really follow somebody now, if you're going to like do what a lot of addicts do, which is, you know, they, they. You know, addicts are great liars and they're great manipulators. So you really, if you're going to trust somebody, you have to sign up and follow what they say and do what they say. The coach. Not, yeah. yeah. And yeah, not, yeah. not, you know, be self-will run riot. Like you cannot like hire somebody and then do it your own way. It's just like when you go into a 12-step program. Well, clearly my own way doesn't work and hasn't been working for quite some time so uh yeah no uh, no if i'm gonna hire somebody uh, I, i'm gonna follow just like the going into aa eight years ago i i threw my hands up i said i can't do this alone and so i succeeded at that by taking the suggestions and the advice you you know when you walk into a 12-step room they hand you all the tools and say this this is how we did it just follow this and, and, and you'll be okay. And that's what I did. And I'm okay in that area, but I'm not okay in the relationship area. I just have this clock ticking in the back of my head. And, and I've talked about this before. And my parents, I, I know neither my mom or dad made it to 80. I think my dad died just before he turned 80. And so, you know, at 63, I'm thinking I have 17 years, if, although my grandparents lived to 90. So who knows? But it, this is this is how my thinking works. And, and I'm like, I'm running out of time here and I would like to get into I want to find that partner so I can retire and be happy and move to my retire my happy place and have my soulmate with me or, or my twin flame or put any label you want on it. 
Uh, and I've been told, what's the rush? And and I keep telling myself, I don't know how much time I have, you know? Um, well, then find a great coach. That's okay. what we yeah. do. Really get on the path of relationship, you know? And this is the thing. Um, the best way to heal is, you know, through action. It's through actually having somebody who's an expert who can help you know guide you but also you have to take action like one of the things about therapy you know is that you sit in a therapist's office and you talk for 45 minutes or 50 minutes and then you know there's no action plan you're not applying what you're learning my course is not just you know we spend the first month in uncovery and we really look at how you got here and then we spend the next two months in discovery we're moving you forward you're learning you're applying everything you're going on dates you're interacting and you're bringing those experiences back and then like aa we have a group program so you're not just learning from okay. your own experience you're learning from the experience of others and so there's an accelerated learning curve because you're hearing their stories, their experiences, you're hearing what to do, what not to do. So you're not just learning from your own, you know, dates and your right. own, you know, things that are going on. You're learning from the other people as well. Oh, so like it's, it's really powerful to do a program like mine. And there's a, a very rapid learning curve. When people come into my course, they usually learn very quickly and the growth is exponential. Very interesting. I, it's the yeah. first time I've heard that. I, I, I think it's my either naivety or ignorance about coaching because it's when I grew up, it was, I, first of all, I grew up in a, my father was a doctor, so it was Western medicine and, uh, even in my teenage years, I was a rebel and I went, I was sent right to the psychiatrist office. My father said, I can't deal with you. And um, so in, in my, it was ingrained in me to therapy, 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 therapy. And, and I've been in therapy all my life and clearly it's not working. So um, I think you're right. I think a coach is something that uh, might be what the direction I need to go in. Think about Andrew, the bet, the, you know, the greatest sportsmen in the world have coaches. Oh, yeah, like, good point. There are Serena Williams freaking had coaches, you know, <laughs> like Tiger Woods had coaches, Michael Jordan. They have a coach for the Correct. for the basketball team. Nobody's going it alone. They're out there being coached by professionals who because even if you are the best in the world at what you do, you still cannot see yourself objectively. And human beings have a nature, our, our nature is to fall into patterns that we don't see. And so we, we need experienced professionals to observe us you know, objectively and be able to give us feedback because we can't see ourselves in action. That's what coaches do. 
They observe Mm. you and they give you feedback because you have blind spots. You have things you don't know you don't know and things you can't see. So it's powerful to have a coach. You're my first guest that told me that I should take that route. I've had several coaches on and, and, and while I think it's a great idea, it just never crossed my mind to oh, <laughs> book one. Wow. Okay. Andrew, I have coaches. I work with coaches, not in my field because there's nobody who can teach me this, Right. but I have coaches in my business. I work with all kinds of people who have pieces of the puzzle that can tell me Mm. things about how to build my business, how to market all these other pieces that I don't have. And, you know, just to tell you, I have a kick-ass business. My business, my business structure is excellent. The way I've structured my business is, is outstanding. But I need coaches to help me grow my business and to improve it. A light bulb just went off in my head because I just hired a social media consultant to help me because I, I, well, number one, I don't have the time. But number two, I don't know what I'm doing in marketing this podcast. I, uh, yes, I can go on Facebook and Instagram and put posts up. But it's you need somebody who knows how to really work those social media platforms and to market. And I have no clue. So I've hired someone to do that. So I see your point. You you need. Yeah. <laughs> OK. <laughs> she, she, oh, you're funny. Um, Lisa, tell us how I'm, I'm, I'm. Thank you so much. You you've actually. Yeah. Tell us where we uh, they can find you, uh, my audience. And of course, I'll put all this in the show notes. Thank you. So um, lisashield.com okay. is my website. Just go there. You'll find everything you need to know about me. Check out my, uh, my success stories page. And also all over my website is... Uh, the button to go to watch my free 45 minute presentation. It is really impactful. And if you stay to the end, you can book a call with us. If you want to work with us, if you want our help to find the guardian of your soul, um, you can stay to the end of that presentation. And that's where you book a call. And we will get on the phone with you or hop on Zoom and talk to you about how we can help you. We are very, we screen very carefully. Part of that call is not just, uh, you know, please understand this isn't just a sales call. We're not just trying to sell everybody into our program. You really have to be ready. You have to be at a place where, because it is a group program, we don't just you know, work with everybody who comes on a call. We are screening to make sure that this is a good fit for you and for us. So um, please know that we have your back. We're not just trying to get you to enroll. We want to make sure that you're a good fit and that our program is a good fit for you. That's good. That makes makes a lot of sense. You don't want to bring somebody in who's not ready and they'd be wasting your time and money and their money. And then of course the other people, the other people in your program. So, wow, Lisa, thank you so much. 
you actually gave me some real good food for thought here. Um, good. Yeah. I, um, I've been doing this now five months and I've been talking to many, 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 many people. And it just dawned on me that this is what <laughs> I need to hire a coach. You do. Yeah. Yep. So uh, thank you so much. Uh, and of course, it's uh, if they don't live where you live, it's done virtually. Correct. Yeah. So no, yep. you don't have to live in your all virtual. Uh, yeah. That's great. Yeah. Great. Okay. Everybody, Lisa Shield, lisashield.com. She is a love coach and she will help you find your the your guardian of your soul. I like that very, very much. So <laughs> thank Thanks, you. Andrew. Thank you for uh, having me. Thank you for joining me. There is so much that I'm learning. By the way, just a quick note. Um, if you might have heard my voice during that interview, at the end of June and beginning of July, there was a some sort of cold going around, a summer cold. It is not COVID, but uh, many people in my job and, and in, in my area, there were many people suffering from uh, runny noses and sore throats, and, and I was one of them. So I am all better now, but uh, you might have heard it during the interview. What I learned in that interview was something that I, you know, you, you, you always hear that you, the phrase, you learn something new every day. I am learning something new every episode that I do about myself, about dating, about love, about broken heart, about trust, on and on. And I thought I knew about it all. Just goes to show you. Lisa, thank you so much for joining me. And everybody, please, speaking of joining me, please follow me, subscribe to the podcast, leave a review. If you're on Apple Podcasts, five stars would be nice with a little blurb down below. I enjoy doing this podcast for you, but I can only keep doing it if I can get you to follow me and subscribe, please. If you're going to make a choice, I urge you to please choose wisely. Until next time, ciao.